1: welcome back to the arts after college podcast powered by kslsports.com and i'm excited to have a uh expert on not only the New Orleans Saints but also on Taysom Hill down in the bayou. We've got Reggie Chapman. He covers the New Orleans Saints and the LSU Tigers for WBRZ down in Louisiana. Reggie, how are you doing today? Welcome to the Yards After College podcast.
0: Glad to be on, man. I'm doing really well, all things considered. We're just trying to stay safe and uh, trying to see if Taysom can uh, keep up the momentum this upcoming weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wanted to have you on not only because it's been Taysom Hill's first start, but it's been a while since we last talked. I I last spoke with you about Taysom in July of 2019. So it's been, you know, almost a year and a half now since we spoke about Taysom. And a lot has really unfolded as far as the Taysom Hill story, the New Orleans Saints, Sean Payton, and whatnot. And this whole offseason, and I want to start off with this, Reggie, because. This offseason, we focused heavily here, you know, just in the Utah media, obviously, with his BYU ties on whether or not he was really the number two quarterback behind Jameis Winston or if Jameis Winston was going to be that guy to come in if Drew Brees, you know, had another injury like he did a season ago. I saw you uh, put up a piece last week, you know, talking about his fantasy value as opposed to, you know, Jameis Winston taking over that Saints offense there. And uh, we didn't end up seeing Jameis on Sunday. We ended up seeing a full game of Taysom Hill and uh, Sean Payton putting, you know, that retweet out of Roddy White where, you know, he came out and basically said the Falcons were going to mess up Taysom Hill's first start there. But uh, Taysom looked pretty formidable. What did you think of that decision by Sean Payton to really back up what he said for a number of years. Now that Taysom's been that guy, that quarterback for the saints, they see, you know, a lot of potential in him. And that really this off season, he really was the number two quarterback going into the year.
0: See, it's interesting because it felt like a surprising move just because of course we saw um, Taysom, excuse me, uh, Jameis Winston come in and back up Drew Brees when he got pulled out of that 49ers game. But you know, if you do think back, like you said, on what, Sean Payton has said about Taysom Hill over the past couple of years he says he's got the ability to be a Steve Young type player where he's got the ability to run the ball and pass it very well and I mean when you take all that into account and the creativity of of Sean Payton and the type of guy that he is trying to take risks and keep uh, people off balance and keep his offense in a situation where they can keep defenses off balance I mean it probably shouldn't have been as big a surprise as it was but it you know of course it took everybody kind of by surprise and man, Taysom Hill really went in there and kind of did his thing. Um, I have to say that, you know, with with the way he played, it, it, it's, it's it's interesting seeing going forward if he will continue to be a starter. Right now, it, for the rest, until Drew Brees gets back, it seems like he will be the guy. Um, but I think if this is really a, a tryout for him over the next couple weeks to see if he can be the guy of the future, that Sean Payton has continually told us that he is, um, depending on if Drew Brees, and it's looking likely, Um, if he does retire after this season. I mean, you you look at the way that – you look at the film and the way that you watched him, um, you know, nobody really knew what to expect. But if you could guess heading into Sunday, you would think that Taysom Hill would be a guy that would be quick to run. If you didn't see his first read, he'd take off, and uh, um, they'd use him a lot to just run the football. But, you know, when you actually watched the game, it was interesting how Sean Payton used him in a way that – You know, early in the game, they didn't use him to power the ball as much. Eventually they did, but that was only after Taysom had gotten settled enough where he was forcing himself actually to sit there in the pocket and make throws. I mean, you could see a little bit of a difference. I mean, he was back there. If he didn't see his first or second read, he'd still be able to look to the third read. And then if something wasn't opened up, he would take off for a touchdown like he did on his second one of the game. Um, But most of the time he was able to stay in the pocket and deliver balls and show off the uh, the, the athleticism and the arm strength that he has. I mean, um, and thankfully for him, he also has the best probably safety blanket in the entire NFL and Michael Thomas, who was, you know, actually had his best game of the season so far after being injured in week one and coming back a couple of weeks ago. So um, things are looking up for the Saints offense and the Saints team. And, you know, yes, it was only one game. And yes, it was against Atlanta. But you have to feel pretty good about how he played in that game against the Falcons.
1: Well I know Reggie, that our uh, our audience here in Utah, a lot of BYU fans here, and they love that comparison to Steve Young because Steve Young is obviously a BYU idol, BYU great, but there's been that comparison with Steve Young throughout you know his career at BYU and now into the NFL. but you you saw like you mentioned, you know, he was formidable, passing the football, had a high completion percentage, and I felt like there was a lot of criticism, you know, going into the start that a lot of national pundits were talking about you know, Taysom Hill is not going to be able to throw the ball. And I saw Reggie Bush at halftime saying that he gave Hill's first half grade a C. And I was thinking to myself, I mean, what did you expect? Did you want him to throw for 250 yards in the first half, Reggie? And uh, I think that, you know, as things played out, you even saw Reggie Bush come to, you know, Hill's defense at the end of the game where he was like, you know, he played pretty, you know, pretty well for his first start, 18 of 23 for 233 yards. And then like you mentioned, the, the Saints' rushing attack was led by Hill, and then he had those two touchdowns. But Michael Thomas was a key factor in that game. And Hill, even before the game, or after the game, I guess, talked about how he wanted to target Michael Thomas. And so you have all of these weapons around him. I kind of wish that they would have used Alvin Kamara a little differently because I, I wanted to see a different look from the Saints' offense. And I didn't feel like it was a complete reversal of – you know, the the way that they've played with Drew Brees at quarterback. Do you think that this performance by Taysom Hill in his first start is going to give Sean Payton some more confidence to, you know, explore some different things with Hill's, you know, talents and abilities in weeks uh, you know, moving forward in this season?
0: Absolutely. I think that, you know, with, with Drew Brees in the offense, naturally it is a it's it's we're passing the ball a lot. Um, but the way that Taysom played in the game, I mean, like you said, he, he the the offense seemed to sputter a little bit, but if you look at it, man, I mean uh, he he started five of nine on the game and actually completed 13 of his final 14 passes against the Falcons on Sunday. And I mean, and, and, and just regardless, and you throw for 233 yards, that's a good day. I mean, didn't throw for a touchdown, ran for two. And I think that, you know, I don't think that the offense was going to be exceptionally different. I think that you've got the same pieces kind of around it. I think that just what Taysom Hill, the fact that he showed he can throw the football, I mean, despite coming into the game with only throwing 18 in his career so far, I think it allows the Saints office and Sean Payton to run a a similar style to Drew Brees where you're able to run the similar route trees and different things. But I think it's just the fact that Taysom has the ability to run the football in those short yardage situations that really changes up how things are. I think, you know, with him in the game, it just expands the offense that Sean Payton already has under the repertoire with Taysom Hill and with Drew Brees, and it also helps the fact that Taysom Hill has been there for a very long time. I mean, he signed him some years ago, pulled him off of the waivers, and he was a guy that he really wanted. And he's used him over all this time, all these years. And Taysom is constantly at the quarterback room, and Drew Brees was by his side the entire time as he got ready for this upcoming up up for this game. So um, there is there is the thing with Alvin Kamara too. You do expect to see him a little bit more as well, but. Alvin has been battling a little bit of an injury as well with his foot. I mean, Michael Thomas, of course, coming back from the ankle industry, but he's looking pretty good. I think at the end of the day, they're just trying to protect their assets going forward. If you don't need to overrun Alvin Kamara, you give the ball to Latavius Murray and you allow Taysom Hill, who has to run a little bit differently now, considering he is the starter. He can't just run over people anymore. He has to sometimes get out of bounds. Um, You take all those things into account. Um, the offense will look good going forward, I think, though, especially against this Broncos team this weekend, who's been struggling really.
1: We're joined by Reggie Chapman of the uh, WBRZ in uh, New Orleans. He's covering the Saints and also the LSU Tigers. And uh, Reggie, I wanted to talk to you about injuries because Taysom Hill has had a, a really, you know, serious injury history throughout his college career. Uh, been pretty healthy, just you know, through his four years in the NFL, hasn't had you know, like you said, a number of snaps, like, you know, a a typical starting quarterback or even a backup quarterback. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater played quite a bit last season with Drew Brees' injury, but is there any concern in the Saints organization about Taysom Hill, you know, suffering an injury just with his style of play and his injury history throughout college? Because, you know, As I was watching that game against the Falcons, he slid at the beginning of the game. And then as he kind of got comfortable, the jitters went away. He kind of got into just, you know, I'm Taysom Hill, and this is how I play football. And he took a couple of hits. He went head first a few times. And I kind of was cringing here and there as I was saying, oh, man, I remember what happened when he was quarterback at BYU and, You know, 2014, and you know, all of these injuries that he's had. Is there any concern within the Saints organization that he's at, you know, risk for a potential injury the way he.
0: A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Plays. Uh, I mean, naturally, with any running quarterback, you have to be a little bit in you have to be a little bit cautious of how you use the player to make sure they don't get hurt. I don't think necessarily it's just the fact that he had injury history back at BYU. I think naturally when you when you look at you know his his time in the NFL has been pretty sturdy. I mean, of course, went through plenty of stuff back in college, but during his time in the NFL, at least with the Saints, he's been he's been pretty sturdy and a guy that they can kind of rely on. He's had a couple of nicks and hits here and there. But, I mean, at the end of the day, he's been a guy that they can kind of rely on. I think that the biggest thing with having Taysom Hill, and I don't think it's – you know, it's, it's not a worry about it being – it's more about the play calling. And, and you could see it in the way that they used him on Sunday. I think one of the things that, like I said, many people expected is him just be running the ball all game long. I mean, it seems like they limited it pretty well. I mean, the, the guy threw for – for 23 times. And he also ran only 10 times, you know what I mean? For 50 yards. I mean, it's, they're, they're trying not to overdo it. And I think that, yeah, you're, you're going to get the the Taysom Hill here and there, especially in those short yard situations where he's going to just duck his head down and try and run over somebody. But I think it, I did notice while I was watching the game, there's certain opportunities where he kind of cut down the sideline after, uh, after kind of breaking out of the pocket. And there were certain moments where in the past, Taysom Hill would have tried to run over the guy on the sideline, get a couple extra three, four yards, but, I mean, when you're the starting quarterback, you just you just can't afford to do that, especially when you see the injury history of guys like um, that that have that have gotten themselves hurt trying to get an extra couple yards when they really could just step out of bounds. It's already been a first down. You've got the yards. Get out of bounds. I think that Taysom played it a little bit smarter this upcoming week, and of course, he's going to revert back every so often. But I think more the more games he has under his under his belt, the more snaps he takes, the more confidence he gets, and the more the offense and Sean Payton reminds him to kind of stay safe. I mean. I think he'll be a guy that they can continue to rely on going forward. I don't think injury history is anything that they're worried about.
1: At the beginning of the season, Reggie, I I feel like there was a little bit of, I, I saw a fumble early on and Taysom Hill lost a fumble there beginning weeks of the season. And it seemed like there was a little bit of a lull in like the excitement around Taysom Hill. And I wonder like, is the excitement back around Taysom Hill as the quarterback? What are you Saints fans? What's the fan base? I mean, you're in the heart of that fan base, the Saints fan base. What is it like for them watching Taysom Hill? Are they excited about him at quarterback? Do they want him to be the, the starting quarterback next season? What's the vibe right now?
0: I think that it's it's interesting because, like you said, Taysom Hill before this season, a fan favorite. I mean, he's a, he's a – I mean, I, I think I told you this last year when we talked. He's He's got kind of a cult following. I mean, he's a guy that people really, really like the – and the thing is that you did see some of the 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 inability to take care of the football earlier in the year. He wasn't as effective in Sean Payton's offense as people had seen in the past. So naturally, some of the the shine that people had for Taysom Hill seemed to revert just a little bit. Not to the point where they were not liking the guy, but it was to the point where it was, as soon as they came into the game, people were like, uh-oh, let's see what happens here. You know, so – I think and that's why I think and I think that's really the biggest reason why there is so much pushback on Sean Payton when he made the decision to put Taysom Hill into the game um, to start over Jameis Winston, who they know can actually throw the football for a whole bunch of yards. He does make mistakes, but they're hoping that he would have tried to fix that this year. But I think seeing Taysom play the way he played on Sunday really makes people confident that he can try and duplicate that type of performance going forward. The. The question is, of course, is just can he do it over these next couple of weeks and you rack up a couple of more wins and um, you, you'd you rather have that kind of competition and that kind of um, knowing that you know what kind of player Taysom Hill is when he's starting at quarterback, especially heading into next season. Um, and I think that, you know, this is kind of a trout for him and Saints fans, although we're worried about this first start have to feel pretty good about what he did in that first start. And I think that now it's just kind of watching over the next couple of weeks, seeing if he can be this quarterback in the future. And, you know, if this running quarterback style, which, you know, when it comes into a new system and a new offense, when there's not that much tape on it does a good job early, if it can be sustainable going forward.
1: A couple last questions before you set, we set you loose today, Reggie, uh, how has Taysom Hill evolved since you've covered him uh, as a member of the Saints media there Uh, in New Orleans what has it been like to cover him not only as a player but also as a person throughout his time there
0: it's been really interesting I mean it seems like he's kind of one of the more exciting storylines every single year regardless I mean when he first came in of course you were kind of watching him you try to see what kind of what kind of ways that Sean Pate would use him and then you started seeing just how many different ways you could use him. I mean between having him at fullback and taking direct snaps you're having him on the kickoff team the punt team I mean, the guy's doing everything, and so just naturally that makes it a lot of fun to be able to cover the guy I mean and then it, it seems like more times than not we somehow would get him after post game inter- for post game interviews or like during the week just because he did something that we've never seen before. I mean, there's been multiple games I can count where he went out there and made a play that absolutely switched the tide of how the game went between. Whether, whether it was just a big run that kind of got his team energized, or even coming in on the punt block team and blocking a punt, which led to a touchdown, which switched how the entire game went and had them win a game. I mean, he's done everything. So, I mean, and you just, man, you can't say anything better about the guy. He's just the nicest guy in the world, also, which is why I think that, you know, when you, yes, I cover the team, but when you're just thinking about him as a person, I mean, it, it, it really made you smile to see him perform so well. Because, He's a guy that constantly gives the media his time. He always gives good answers. He's a nice guy. Just He seems to be a guy that in the locker room they love and really enjoy. And, you know, you, you root for guys like that. And that's why I was happy to see him shine on that stage and do so well. And um, I'm so glad that uh, that was the case for him this weekend. So, yeah, he's a great guy to cover, great player. And, you know, he's a cult-following favorite out here, not only for the
1: fans but also for the media. So, Reggie, the Saints right now, they're in first place in the NFC South, sitting at 8-2. and two. They've won seven in a row. And you've got really some winnable games here. You've got the Broncos this week. You've got the Falcons and the Eagles coming up before you, you face the Chiefs. And then you've got Vikings and Panthers to finish up the regular season. I mean, the Chiefs game, that's really the toughest game left on their schedule by far. And you've got Drew Brees, who's been out now for a week uh he's had you know a pretty significant injury with not only the ribs but also the lung and i'm wondering you know give me your update from what you guys have been hearing on drew Brees down there but if i'm the saints organization i'm looking at this and i'm saying if Taysom hill keeps playing well do i rest him you know do i rest breeze throughout the rest of the regular season or do i you know have him back for that chiefs game what's the plan for drew Brees moving forward with this injury
0: well, right now he's on the IR. He's got those 11 fractured ribs as well as a punctured lung, which naturally is going to make it a little tougher to play the, the game of football. Um, and he's also on IR, which means he's going to be out for at least three weeks, which would put him coming back um, after that, that Falcons game. But I think at the end of the day, also you, you look at it, it, it's like you said, if they have Taysom Hill playing the way he's playing, then there's no reason to rush him back. You said you've got winnable games. Broncos are winnable. Falcons, you've seen what they can do. The Eagles have been kind of a mess all year long, and the Vikings and the Panthers as well. They're both winnable teams as well. That Chiefs game, it's a game that you want to have, but you really don't have to have. So if I could guess, I would think that they would – they're not going to – if Taysom continues to play well, they'll probably have Drew come back for that Vikings game, which gives Drew at least one, two, three, four, five games of rest to be able to try and get himself to a position where he can play well in the playoffs. And then you give him the Vikings and the Panthers two games that can allow him to tune up a little bit, get the juices – Flowing a little bit more for Breeze and allow him to, you know, be able to, I guess,
1: catch some momentum heading into the playoffs. He's Reggie Chapman. He covers the New Orleans Saints and Taysom Hill along with the LSU Tigers. Uh, I wish that we had a BYU LSU game to talk about, but college football has been weird this year. So hopefully we got that down the road that we can talk about, Reggie. But he covers the Saints and LSU for W. B R Z down in Louisiana. You can follow him on Twitter at Reggie Chapman. Be sure to give Reggie a follow as you know, we've got this Saints Broncos game. I know there's a lot of Broncos fans here in the state of Utah. So be sure to be sure to tune into Reggie's Twitter throughout that game and uh, check out his stuff on Taysom Hill this weekend. Thanks again for joining the podcast, Reggie. Appreciate your time. Absolutely, man. Anytime. Thank you.